So I had to go in and get an MRI the other day. What? Me too today. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, so they asked me a bunch of questions before I went in. Uh huh. And they were like, you know, are you claustrophobic? Are you fat? <laughs> I mean, can they not see if you're fat? Well, they, no, like before I went in. Oh, okay, okay. They want to know. And I mean, yeah, I'm carrying a couple extra pounds. You look fine. And I never knew myself to be claustrophobic. So I was like, no, nah, I'm neither of these things. And I get there and they look at me and they're like, no, you're fat. No, but you're not yeah. fat. I think they, I put my weight down on the form, and they're like, oh, fat man. But you're tall. Yeah, yeah, I'm very tall. So they give me, like, these, uh, they tell me to change into a hospital gown. And, like, I didn't understand the necessity of that because I figured, like, the magnets can see through clothes or whatever. But, no, I had to change it to a hospital gown. Except they gave me, like, these, um, like, you've given birth. You know how they give you those, like, mesh panties to wear, like, when you have to wear bandages down there and stuff? I love those mesh panties. Like, I was like, give me a couple extra ones to take home. <laughs> Swear to so God. So they basically gave me, like, the man version of those, like, s- some big fat man mesh shorts. And how did they fit? They did not fit because I am not, in fact, a fat man. Mm-hmm. Which is no shame there. I mean, if you were a, a of larger comportment... We're body positive on this show. I just absolutely. I mean, I I got a gut, but yeah, I, I could. So I can't I mean, keep these pants up. Okay. And they put me in this machine, and I'm getting an MRI on my left shoulder. So I pictured that like I would lay in the middle. Like you ever seen like those brick oven pizza things? I figured like it would be a brick oven pizza. They would just slide my ass up in there, right? And I would sit in the middle of the hearth, <laughs> right? With a pizza, like, scooper thing? I don't know what that thing's called. Yeah, the big-ass wood spatula. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But they put me on a thing, and they wedged my shoulder into this, like, little harness or whatever. Yep. And they're like, okay, we're going to slide you back now. And they start sliding me back, and immediately my other shoulder hits the wall. Ah. And I'm like, ah, wait, 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 wait. And they're like, is something wrong? I was like... Yeah, you're squeezing me in this bitch. I was like, is this normal? And they're like, yeah, we had to move you all the way over to get to center that left shoulder. And in order to center the left shoulder, we had to squeeze you in this tube. And I was like, so wait, you gave me the fat man pants, but you didn't put me in the fat man MRI machine. I know you got a big ass MRI. Did you, were you like, I demand to be in the big ass MRI. Yes, let's treat me like a big man. And did they? Nah, they treat me like a little bitch. Oh, shit. They just wedged me up in that thing. How long were you in there for? 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, so my wife is at an MRI, and she's like, yeah, there's this annoying noise. It's like, wah, 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 Oh, no, wah, it's wah. way worse. No, it was like, it's like they put me in a fucking PVC pipe and just beat it with a jackhammer. Yeah. My MRI this morning, I was like, I had forgotten because I actually had an MRI on my right shoulder and I had forgotten how loud it is. And they put um, ear things so that I, ear, what are they called? Earplugs? Earplugs. God, I was going to say earbuds. Um, They put earplugs in and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get to nap. (laughs) Nope. It was so loud and it was like, ah, ah, ah. It was like, "Eh, eh, 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 eh." and then it's like, you know, the jackhammering sound. So guess what? I fell asleep. 
what was well, he? You know, I actually thought about this when I was in there. I was like, I bet Jason could sleep in an MRM machine since he fell asleep at a uh, grenade. Uh, uh, hand grenade range. Yeah, hand grenade range. I was like, I wonder if Jason could fall asleep in here. And you did. I did. I think on some level it was just my body shutting me down because mm-hmm. my anxiety was just building from the claustrophobia and the noise. And I think I just. Yeah, you got to close your yeah. eyes. I, I might have shut myself too, but. Welcome back to Eat the Press, you guys. Uh, what a crazy week. <laughs> we miss you guys. And uh, because we love you, we have a special guest. We do. If you're a regular listener to the pod, you know that I talk about my friend Jeff. Uh, we had a bet for about a year now on whether whether Trump would be gone on an inauguration day. And I was pretty sure he wouldn't, that the Republicans would back him. And uh, Jeff thought he would be gone and I had to pay Jeff a dollar. So here we are. I'm publicly saying Jeff won the bet. Jeff, welcome. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, First off, I want to say I was backstage listening to that story. And what I think gets you is the BMI index. Everybody's fat with the BMI index. It takes into account nothing, no height. It's just just everyone's on a chart and everyone's fat to the BMI. Um, Mm -hmm. Amanda, we've been talking probably two, three years about that, uh, Mm -hmm. that Trump wouldn't leave, people got scared. And then uh, the bet kind of changed shapes. You kind of tried to change it, where you're like, well, you got to admit it went farther than you thought. I'm like, that's not the bet. The bet was, is he leaving? The bet was always January 20th. He is not going to be president. I never believed he had the backing of the military. I knew he wouldn't, like, leave graciously. But um, he left, we're all happy, and I got the dollar. It was a dollar You did get bet. the dollar and bragging rights, but you do have to admit, it went a lot further than you thought. There was a damn insurrection where five people died. Yeah, I mean, of course, I couldn't see that. And, I, you know, I, I didn't predict the Georgia runoff was going to happen. But, you know, um, I, I just, you know, things, things happen. But I knew at the end of the day I was hopeful that he just wouldn't have a plan. Not that he didn't try. He didn't try. He did try. He did, because he, he also... Just, Got rid it's, of the military generals, the civilian yeah. positions, and installed people who were loyal to him. And those people on January 6th did not send the National Guard because of him. Yeah. You see, if you had just bet on the peaceful transfer of power, you would I know. Because it was a I transfer know. of power. Was not no, I, peaceful. I, I always knew it wouldn't be that. And I knew he was not going to go. And I also knew you started to get a little into, although you didn't really believe it, that he's going to get dragged out. And I'm like, that's tough talk. There's no way that we, not, everything we know about right. this guy is his image. He's, he loves his image and he's never going to just be seen like being dragged out. Like that's just never going to happen. He's always hiding behind the scenes. He's, he's powerful. I mean, he's not, but he, uh, he always has to have the, the illusion of this billionaire, uh, powerful guy. So he, there's no way he's going to be dragged out. So that didn't seem realistic. But everything of how we got here was absolutely insane and, you know, hard to predict. But we're happy he's gone, obviously. God, we are. I kind of miss him. Jason wanted him <laughs> just on Inauguration Day to be able to tweet. He's yeah, just like, let him tweet for like three hours on Inauguration Day. <laughs> we think that's the thing that's bothering him most right now, right? That he doesn't have Twitter? Absolutely. He is sad about that and not sad about anything else. That's just who he is. I wonder if he knows he's off Twitter. I mean, you know (laughs) what? They could just give him an app and just let him fire shit off. They could. 
that would be smart. I once was like, let's just put him in a like, let's build a White House and tell him he's still the president and let him think he's the president. I think he wouldn't know. You know how like you buy your baby those plastic keys because they keep fucking with your keys? Yes. Yeah, it's like that, but Twitter. Right. I have a question. Is Parler back? Oh, I have no idea. I, I think Parler is back in a limited capacity. I that's that's why I'm a little fuzzy on it. I don't think he'll ever join Parler. I don't think like the thing I kind of think he's going to try to re-enter society slowly because like his base they're not the type of people he wants to hang out with. Like every rally he had to do at the end, he would always go you know, I would never be here if I didn't have to be here. Like, he just tells them to their He face, would insult them. I don't like, want to be here. And, he, yeah. and, the, and the best was the footage of the people getting stranded in the cold, and he would just le- be out of there. So I think he's going to try to sl- slowly come back. So I don't think he's going to join Parlor or he's, he's going to try to come back. Whether it works or not, it's a different story. But I think he's going to try to, you know, just like Ivanka and Jared thought they'd come back, hang out with, like, you know, the New York elite, and that's not going to happen. But... You know, I think he's going to maybe distance himself as the years go by um, from his from his uh, his. The crowd. Republicans definitely are going to distance themselves from him and pretend like he didn't exist. They're already trying to do that. Some I of don't them. No, the RNC chair was at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Oh shit! Well, Ronna McDaniel's, i.e., Mitt Romney's niece, I think. Really? Yeah. How did I not know that? Yep, that's who she is. She changed it because, you know, the, because, of the, because of Romney to she get did. in better with Trump and, you know, Romney, they, they don't like him right now. Yeah, and, so she uh, it, it, didn't yeah. use Romney as her last name. She did the Emilio Estevez thing. I'm making my own way. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, let's let's uh, jump into our first topic, and that is stonks and the GameStop controversy that is happening right now. Does anybody want to take a stab at trying to explain it to our listeners in case they don't understand? Yeah, I could, I could do this. Great. So um, a subreddit, Wall Street Bets. Yes, which I've been following for about a year and a half now. They're insane on there. I didn't know you were a stonkist. I was. I just Their memes are very funny, though sometimes I don't get them. I'm like, I don't understand what this means. And then, you know, my husband would have to explain it to me. And I was like, oh, that's very funny. So essentially what happened is um, Wall Street Bets realized that uh, GameStop had been overshorted by some hedge funds. A brief explainer of what shorting means, and this is not going to be exactly right, but let's say I go to J.P. Morgan Chase and say, let me hold 15 shares of Google until Friday. Right, let me just borrow them. Let me borrow them. Yeah. So I borrow the 15 shares of Google. I believe that Google is tanking. I think they're going to lose money. I think the shares are going to lose value. So I borrow those shares and I sell it right away. My goal being to buy it back after it drops and then give it back to Google. So if I sold it at $15 and buy it back at $10, I've made that $5 per share profit. Correct. And this is what some hedge funds were trying to do. Melvin Capital... Um, was shorting GameStop stock. And they were actually, from what I read, is they were trying to get it down to zero. And it was at $4. But they were trying to get it down to zero. And it wasn't just Melvin Capital. It turns out the GameStop was shorted 135%. Meaning there were more shares lent out than actually existed. Right. 
So because none of this is real. It's all it's all make-believe. pretend. I, I tweeted that this is all just pretend. Um, so Wall Street bets. A user on there back, I think in November or December, took fifty five thousand, and was going to do what it, what's called a short squeeze, where they pump pump up the price of the stock to squeeze the people who are trying to short it. Right, in they, the scenario we gave before, right? If you sold Google for fifteen dollars, and you have to return it to the bank. If it goes up to $16, you start panicking because you've lost money. You have to cover them. Right. I don't know what the stock was is as is as of right now. It did get up to like 420 yesterday. I know it dropped today. Um It is hyper volatile. I don't even check it moment by moment. You shouldn't. Because and we'll get into this, but basically all of these what's called retail investors, people who are not hedge funds, people who don't have a lot of money, have all jumped on board with um, doing this short squeeze and pumping up the value of GameStop stock. And it's not just GameStop. It's a couple of other... uh, AMC. AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, Nokia, BlackBerry. Right. Companies that we just assume are going to fail. Right. And I've been reading Wall Street Bets subreddit subreddit for a couple days now and the whole thing is it's basically a pissing contest it's basically let's see who runs out of money first because right now the hedge (laughs) you're fine that stop with the paper hands jason diamond hands that's what they say on the subreddit Uh, paper hands they get scared and they sell diamond hands they hold so basically what it is is they're trying to do a staring staring contest with these hedge funds. Staring contest or pissing contest? Uh, well, let's go with pissing. <laughs> um, to see who runs out of money first. Because right now, these hedge funds are billions of dollars down. Like, Melvin Capital had to take a $2.5 billion loan from another hedge, ca- hedge fund. Yeah, this is, earlier this week, they had to borrow $2.5 billion to cover their right. losses in the short sale. Good. Is what I say. Yeah, that now it's getting interesting. Now, I mean, first of all, the story was really goofy because it was GameStop, and that's a company that's been going out of business forever. So we're like, what? what? It just was like so confusing at first till you dove in, and then you're like, oh, okay, I get what's going on, and you guys explained it really well. And now it's getting interesting where kind of both sides are kind of giving like uh, the Robin Hood shit about right. that they're like cutting it off. And it's like, cause, cause normal people figured out how to game the system. They're like, nope, nope, this is, this is wrong. We can't do this, which oh. just shows what shit it is. Right, it- only, only the hedge funds are allowed to uh, do market manipulation is basically what's happening right now. The hedge funds are pissed because a large group of retail investors now have the same type of supposedly power that a head or so we thought so So we we were led to believe so we thought um this is what people enjoy people enjoy when hedge funds like everyone loved milton reading about milton capital um losing all this money it was like when quibi went under we all enjoyed it because it was two out-of-touch billionaires who were dickish about their you know didn't pay their talent yeah (laughs) not me i was trying to get that quibi check i was not happy about that (laughs) and then when they went under we all loved it because it was like Fuck them. I mean, they, they ran it terribly. They, they were right. to- so out of touch. And it kind of kind of reminds me of this when, like, the hedge funds get screwed over. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just feel good for just normal people. Right. And, and I don't quite understand everything about the stock market, but hedge funds 
are people who hedge their bets and bet against a lot of they're not normally betting for things they're betting against things they want things to fail that's how they make money so they're pretty hated in general and on the back end when these companies are shorted into insolvency they're then scooped up by these vulture capital firms like bain capital right and then sell it for parts and a business that actually was somewhat viable in terms of historical capitalism in that supply and demand and they actually generate profit Mm -hmm. they're forced to liquidate like toys r us was a great example from a couple years ago i was just thinking that i was just thinking that because the thing about toys r us was always amazon killed toys r us and i remember i read a really good article that was like no it's actually venture capitalists because they they took money they 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 couldn't pay back and that's what did them in it's so i was literally just thinking that when you said that i was like yeah it's like toys r us wow also, Volkswagen, this happened to Volkswagen, I believe, in the 90s, possibly, or maybe the aughts, early aughts. I can't remember. Interesting that you mentioned Volkswagen. So a lot of people, corporate investors, talked about how there are just no fundamentals behind GameStop, and that's why this investment shouldn't, uh, should be stopped. It's just all based on manipulation and speculation, whereas you look at Tesla, Tesla is, by market cap, the biggest auto manufacturer in the world. They're worth more money than the next nine auto manufacturers combined. Wow. They, they produce 1% of automobiles. That's Where are the fundamentals there? No one ever said the Tesla can't be worth that much, but GameStop can't be worth what it was worth? Interestingly enough, Elon Musk hates short sellers because I think they've tried to do that to his company. And so, you know, we don't know if he actually has, but publicly he's he's kind of uh, made insinuations that he is also doing this short squeeze and uh, he's what's called a whale because he actually has a lot of money. Supposedly, uh, Melvin Capital specifically, uh, Mm -hmm. he he doesn't like them. They kind of tried to do that against him. So it's like specifically the company that most famously lost money in this GameStop thing. So I just I just want to make a point. Throughout this pandemic from 2020 and in this economic class, the economic crash and people losing their homes, people going broke, people not having jobs, the billionaires in this country have have made since the pandemic started, I think between three and five million billion dollars more. They're like billions of dollars richer. So it's it's really fucked up that when regular people the poors figure out how to manipulate the system the way that these people manipulate the system all of a sudden there's something wrong with the system and we have to shut it down and to a certain extent today it was shut down yes robin hood an app that is markets itself as uh democratizing investing don't believe that bullshit has shut down trading on these specific stocks you can't even find them on the app yeah it's insane they didn't suspend trading they suspended trading of amc they suspended trading of gamestop i believe also blackberry Mm -hmm. which i just go in the long run doesn't that actually hurt these hedge funds because now all these people and a lot of people on wall street bets use Robinhood app they're not selling, they're holding, which is what you want to do. 
you don't want to like sell these stocks. So it's really, I feel like it's going to work against them. So Robinhood is one of those tech companies that consumers don't actually pay anything to. And as we all know by now, if you're not paying, you're the product. Absolutely. And Robinhood was actually selling its data to larger financial firms and allowing them to place their orders ahead of the consumer orders. That's the way that these large corporations could monitor. How is that not illegal? How is that not market manipulation and insider info? Because they pay for it and they're the corporations and we're not. Right. Right. Yeah, like there's this illusion that any one of us can participate in capitalism, throw a couple bucks in Robin Hood and buy it. But no, no. The second the power balance shifts, they just change the fucking rules. Absolutely. They do. the, The elite and the wealthy do not want to let anyone else have what they deserve or what's coming to them. And so they will burn it all down before they let anybody else make money. And and I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, if we if we're burning shit, I mean, the thing is, is let's be honest. What's going to happen? Who's going to get? Who's going to get a bailout? People or or the corporations? I mean, we know what what happened in 2008. The people didn't get a bailout. The fucking people who drove the economy into the ground got the bailout and no repercussions for doing it. And these are ordinary people who have gotten in on this. You know, people got their little stimmies and threw it in there because they got a stock tip. Yes, there's a lot of people. People's rent is due in two days. Mm-hmm. I saw a good tweet. I might have even retweeted it. I forget who did said it. But what's going to be funny, you know, not funny, is when next week all these uh, hedge funds get their bailout, but we're all still waiting for our, our stimulus checks. Yeah, you saw it. I mean, you guys talked about changing the rules. You saw it um, before the pandemic, the people that, well, you know, as the pandemic was happening, that made money, Loeffler, um, some some of the Democrats, too, that, that were able to make money off the pandemic, and nothing happened to them because they're in the system. I mean, there's been stories of casinos messing up on betting lines, just like temporarily, and then if you place a bet on that, they just cancel it. They go, okay, no, you don't get, they, we messed up. It's like, they're not going to, they don't adhere to your bet. They just, they go, no, we messed up. So if you control the power, obviously you can change the rules. So I, it's interesting what happens from this, that they'll, they'll stop, you know, this from happening again, where people are able to pile on and really kind of game the system this way. It won't, it won't, they'll, they'll stop this. I have a question. <clears throat> um, you guys know Glass-Steagall expired. Was it during Obama's administration or was it during Bush's? Do you remember what Glass-Steagall I don't. Was? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with Glass-Steagall. Would that have changed anything if it hadn't expired? I know, yes, Glass-Steagall Steagall expired during Bush's administration. It was one of the reasons why the 2008 crash was allowed to happen, basically. I don't think so because this is just standard commercial retail trading. There's not a lot of exotic financial instruments it's right. me and you True. buying gamestop right um yeah I, I i hope they bankrupt these hedge funds fuck them i tweeted okay, i really can, like i really like imagining how angry they are can i say one thing mm-hmm. 
the tech bros who are pushing this are not necessarily better than the finance bros. Sure. Yeah, so I don't want to get into an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Absolutely. I tweeted about this earlier, but honestly, the only difference between tech bros and finance bros is tech bros can't play sports. <laughs> same guy, though. It's same guy. Mm-hmm. Jeff. Yeah. You, you, do you agree? <laughs> yeah. Fuck them both. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of this comes down to sports, right? Who can play sports, who can't? And then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about, it. everything is sports. This is a sports yeah. pod. It is. J- Jason thinks it's a sports pod. He yeah. does make lots of sports references that I usually never catch. So, good on you, Jason. <laughs> Sneaking <laughs> them in there. Yeah. Uh, do we want to say anything else about this? Um, fuck capitalism, am I right? Watch our video. We just did a GameStop, uh, GameStop video about this. We did. We just put on we Twitter. Did. Kind we of the, the, the GameStop board meeting emergency. They don't know what to make of it. And uh, they're kind of stupid, too, because yeah. it's kind of a bad company. So Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. also fuck GameStop. Their entire business model is built on ripping off kids. Yep. Well, that's that's what the conclusion was. It turned into, we're not going to rip off the customers anymore. Now we're going to rip off the investors. So it's just, it's our next step. So yep. it all works out. So moving on, uh, the other thing that we wanted to talk about is um, cancel culture, not a thing. And we wanted to have Jeff on because Jeff thinks it's a, it is a thing. And, you know, I don't want me and Jason to pile on Jeff. That's not what we're here to do. But me and Jason are going to pile on Jeff because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, let, well, well, let's have a debate because we've talked about it so many times. And so we many. agree to some points of it. And then it seems like we differ like we agree on the mob. We agree that the mob is a problem, right? It's nothing new. So the, see the idea is obviously it's nothing new. This has always been around. People have always gotten angry at people. It's just social media now. Social media changes it. It changes the norms. It changes what normal people can do. It makes normal people be heard that they couldn't be. And then they have this power, good and bad, to pile on people. So, you know, you might catch someone at a bad moment, maybe a bad joke, uh, you know, a, a bad take, and then they're just locked in that. So it's sometimes used for good where, you know, we get rid of racist people, we get rid of Kevin Spacey, but it's also unfortunately like it gets used like for shitty things for people to lose their job or try to like silence people. Like, does that not exist? Does this, okay, this so not this what's is going where, on? This is where we disagree because I, what, what I think you're referencing and what happened last week is a New York Times reporter tweeted out that she had chills when Biden's plane landed and the right wing mob in bad faith went after her so hard that the New York Times fired her. Now, so for me, I go, you cannot lump everything under cancel culture. You lose the nuances um, in the argument when you when you lump bad faith with with people who genuinely don't get their voice heard and now they can and they're it's not necessarily cancel culture when it's in good faith it's getting dragged nobody fucking gets canceled jason but 
But this girl lost her, her job. No, she was a freelancer. They're not going to hire her to do any more work because of because of this outrage. They gave into it. Whether it's bad faith or not, it is. It's, it's bad faith. Technically, a New York Times reporter shouldn't write Biden gave her chills. She shouldn't. But this is the world we're living in where th- this is how the media is. Fox is biased. CNN's biased. It's all... It's all kind of, you know, different levels of biasy and, and, and stuff going on. So she, treat, she, she tweets chills. They, people freak out about it. And then the Times gives into that. They don't but have to. They could just say, t- oh, we talked to her. She's exactly. not going to do anymore. But why did they, is that not getting canceled? Losing your job it, over a pretty basic tweet of just it's, chills? It's not, though, because that's bad faith. And the Times as an institution has a responsibility to see through these things. But they're not. They just got rid of her. I mean, yeah, Jason, what are you saying? I don't think the issue is whether or not it's bad faith or good faith. I think it's about who the actor is. I think cancel culture is a name that's been given to the voice of the people being amplified and subsequently empowered. But what we had here was a coordinated campaign by right-wing institutions. And I think that's significantly difficult, significantly different from when the people organically come together and say, wow, that is incredibly fucked up, get out of the paint. Right. And I, I think, that, and that's what people like to portray cancel culture as, and I think that doesn't really happen. But, but don't you think it's getting, it's getting blurred? Like, you can look at Republicans, you can look at them going, oh, uh, Trump, they don't like him, they're trying to cancel him. And it's like, well, that's fucking stupid. And then the whole First Amendment thing, like, that's nonsense. But there's legitimate things like something like I, I read um, a guy, I forget his name. Um, he was part of like a libertarian think tank and he did a joke about Mike Pence, which is like the, the joke makes sense. He's saying if we want unity, we should kill Mike Pence, which is a joke that is a play on the unity thing, which is a play on conservatives wanting to kill Mike Pence at the, on the 6th. There's a there's a context for it. But what happened is like the uh, the Federalist and some other right wing things took it out of context. And we're like, he wants to kill Mike Pence. And then he lost his, his job. But it's like, what are we doing here? This is context. The joke has a context of why he said that. Whether you agree with the joke or not, it, it's bad faith now. We have to run and get this guy fired and not like, oh, well, this is, this is a bad joke. I didn't, I didn't like it. Like, what, what is this you, you said You said the Federalist did this. Yeah. That is an institution using its power. And that has always existed. Institutions have always been able to get people fired. That's not cancel culture. But that you're right. someone's th- still losing his job, though. Yes, for but it. here, here's the thing. I think you are directing your ire at the wrong, wrong places because the problem is, is we have an mostly an at will culture of of work. So that means your employer can fire you for anything and not have to ever give you a reason that is justifiable. So that is actually goes back to. We need to change that so that you can't just get fired because somebody didn't like what you tweeted. There actually has to be a reason for you to get fired. But we don't we don't have protections. We don't have unions. We don't protect people's jobs. So that is a different thing than so-called cancel culture. Well, I mean, people can get up. People can get upset. I mean, that's not really what I'm talking about. The things that I, I worry about are. Like these mobs coming after people, and you see it sometimes they get the wrong people. Like when we're so quick to to out someone, like even on the Capitol riots, we they outed someone who was the wrong guy, and he got death threats for 24 hours. And it's like it's the wrong guy. Can we slow down a second? Um, it, it's just this movement, whether it's it's institutions or whoever, it's this it's this this locking on people. Um, 
I, I know it's nothing new, but social media just intensifies it. Well, I mean, ga- Gamergate was a huge thing of that. How do you deny Gamergate was cancel right, culture? Right, and, and that's, that's, that's not that's, cancel culture. That's, that's a right-wing mob. No, but that, in, that that's acting in bad faith. But that's people going after someone. People in the video game industry went after girl, girl. Um, I know, I know yeah, the story. You know the story, and she quit. Some of them quit because they couldn't deal with it anymore. It's like that's harassment. It's it's exactly. organized it's harassment. harassment. But you're trying to cancel someone. It you're is trying to, organized You're trying to harassment. use your voice. You're trying to use your voice to cancel someone. I don't like you, what you said about um, you're trying to change video games. I want tits in video games. Now we're mad at you, and you're we're gonna get death threats. Like the, you're trying to cancel someone. Wait, it's you can all get tits in video games. Look, we want the tits in video games. <laughs> That's why we're upset. And uh, yeah, because that would completely change Tetris. <laughs> I mean, look, dude, I'm playing Last of Just Us too. It's nipples. the first game I saw that had tits, and I'm like, what is this? How is this? <laughs> I told my girlfriend about it the next day, and she's like, I'm worried about you. I'm like, no, there was a sex scene in this game I'm playing. Um, but yeah, I just see it as all like it's just a, it's just it's just bad. Why is the Times giving in? And and the debate even further that we talked about was with um, Cotton, Tom Cotton. His piece was horrible. Right. No one's debating that. The piece sucked. It was horrible. But he's at the same time he's still a U.S. senator. Yes, you si- but, you're not you're yes, not silencing but Jeff, him, but he he's a the senator. The New York Times is legit- legitimizing his point of view and saying his point of view he's is still a valid. Senator. He's still when a senator, view, though. Yes, but his point he has plenty of other outlets. I know. But his point of view is white supremacy. Yeah. That it's does bad. not need to it's be bad. legitimized. No, I, I agree with that. And we don't need to. And the, part of the reason we're in this mess is because the Times both sides everything. Oh, I hate, I hate they the both Times. sides everything. Where, and, and there's also some interesting point about what's going on now where, like, the reason maybe Lauren Wolf gets fired is because we're, we're censoring stuff on the right. I'm saying censor is like getting rid of, like, QAnon and ridiculous stuff on Twitter. So now the Times is like, well, we got we to gotta appear fair. And then they get rid of this, like, innocuous chills tweet that's like who gives a shit right um to just appear balanced i mean that's a mess too so that that's actually the issue it is these centrist media organizations trying to do both sides balance it's just not an actual cancel culture it is because we did this thing to the right it's sort of like this being a sports pod you play pickup basketball you argue a call you're like you know what we gave you the last call we're gonna take this call it was out of bounds on you. And that's yep. what it, they're giving them makeup calls. <laughs> I mean, um, Jeff, I does that it. work I for play. you as an yeah, analogy? I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I love pickup basketball. Yeah, and you want to, you know, but then inevitably there's someone who doesn't give in and is like, no, fuck that. You're not getting it. I got fouled. And it just turns into a big fight. Right. I think the problem that I have is um, the people, a lot of the people who say, cry about cancel culture it's it's people who are in positions of privilege and they are being called out but that's That's people misusing it that's that's the thing like it that that doesn't mean it doesn't exist just because josh howley goes on tv and is going on fox news every night and is like i'm being censored he's an asshole he's he's just taking advantage of it like he would take advantage of anything I just see it as like I don't like the mobs. I don't like people getting death threats for jokes. Sure, I don't like but people that's trying harassment. to get. That's I don't just like tra- harassment. But you're trying to you're trying to silence someone. I don't like someone being fired. We have to fire people for for bad jokes. That's the I'm, system. That's the I, I don't that's like the it. And it, that's social media changes this. Where again, well, this is nothing new. You could write a letter to uh, ABC and no one gives a shit and no one's seeing. It's just this is the times. Everyone's voice is the amplified. The internet was a bad idea. For good and bad. It <laughs> yeah, was, I would like to go back. 
<laughs> I would like to go back to just putting people in icebergs and just kicking this shit off in the ocean. <laughs> right? Fuck. The internet is so bad, you guys. But I, whether it's bad faith or not, I mean, it exists. I mean, you, you but see it. But it's not cancel culture. You got to stop calling it all cancel culture. But why culture. is it not that? But why is it not? You're trying to Jason. silence people. You're trying to Take cancel it. them. No, no, it's not that at all. It's you would like to give people consequences for their actions. Cancel culture is the new PC. It's like, exactly. I can't be an asshole anymore because you're politically correct. It's like, no, we're just holding you accountable for being an exactly. asshole. Exactly. It's just holding people it's accountable for being an asshole and using their positions of privilege to um, insult and, and oppress people that are, be- you know, quotes, below them. Guys, it's some of that. It is that. It is people getting checked for things they say that, like, I don't like. Great, like the like the art critic put out a stupid. Oh, very I soft, hated that. Put out tweet. a stupid put out a stupid tweet where he's an art critic, so he made himself. It's the biggest sucking my dick tweet that no no the art T- critic. Tell actually, the listeners what it is. He Jerry Saltz is an art critic and for New York Magazine. Out, yeah, and he put out a tweet basically. A, I think it was a thread even about how no no actually art critics are the are the creative ones because it's harder because of blah 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 and it's like no you're not more creative than people that are actually doing the art you're a critic we don't need we don't we don't need art criticism we we need art so people dragged him no one was like writing to the that's how it should work hey i don't like this tweet that you did i didn't see anyone what does he work for the times he works for the new york mac new york mac i didn't see anyone being like writing to new york mac and being like this guy should be fired that's fine that's great I don't like you. I'm going to voice my complaint. This was a stupid tweet. And he even kind of backtracked it. And he was like, yeah, you know what, guys, you're right. Maybe just to get the, the mob off him. Or maybe he kind of self-reflected and was like, yeah, that was a stupid tweet. That's fine. That's how the system should be. Not a step further. This guy should lose his job for this, which is what you're seeing with the Times or the Libertarian guy or, or anyone who tries to get people fired. Not that people shouldn't face consequences. That, like, it's just this level we're at that's just, I think, dangerous. That they are giving in. Institutions are giving in. The, who did it? MSNBC did it with Sam Cedar. Mike Cernovich got him fired. He got him fired, but then he eventually got it back. It's like you're taking tweets out of context, and it's like, it's so bad. It's so anything you said can be used against you, taken out of context, if the mob wants to. You know, hey, you said this tweet 10 years ago. Uh, okay. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. And it just piles up. It's just, it's, I don't like it. I don't like See, it. I think it's dangerous. That's why I lean into being excessively reckless. So you can't just isolate one thing to cancel me on. It's the Trump method. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's just a waterfall. Yeah, it is. You, where, where can you like point to? It's just overwhelming. Yeah. Yep. That's Jason. Um, well, we're never going to agree on this. Jason, do you have any other thoughts on it? I'm done thinking for the day. Okay. <laughs> well, it seems like we, we again, we, we're here, we're in the middle, and then we differ. Like, you, you, you don't like cli- uh, climate change. Cancel culture. I don't, culture, <laughs> I don't, as I don't like term. climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cancel climate. I mean, uh, I mean, it's being canceled. That's the problem. Yeah. Well. That, that's a terrible way. I started my morning two days ago reading like a really bleak article. I put it in the group and I was like, this is, you guys are going to have your day ruined too. It was just some really sad scientist who's like, we're so screwed. And he's like shitting outside now and he's mad at his girlfriend for not shitting outside too. And it's like, it's a, it's a, they're trying to turn it into compost. It's a whole thing. And I was like, this is, I, I don't think anyone else read it. In I the know. Group. I started to read it and then, you it's know, so kids sad. took me away. It's so sad. It's I have so, the but... tab open to continue to, to finish it at some point because I like to read sad things too, because you know, that's where I operate like anxiety about everything. So that's where I am. 
I'll read it. Don't worry. And then in two weeks, I'll message you and be like, I finally finished it. Do we have an asshole of the week? I don't have an asshole of the week. I had not given him a thought. Do you have one? No. Mm. No. Jeff, do you? I can give it to one. She's been in the news a lot this week because they're they're digging up her old stuff and nothing's going to happen to her. Majority Taylor Green, shock, shock, surprise, the woman who ran as a human QAnon forum come to life um, is like all these nasty videos. Like her harassing David Hogg and her saying every shooting is a false flag to get rid of the Second Amendment or resurfacing. But you know what? Her supporters are going to like this and Republicans never check their own people. So I don't think anything's going to happen with this. Um, But she's a real piece of shit, this woman. Yes, she is. Yeah, I, I like that choice. I mean, we go in on the other freshman GOP nut jobs, but we really haven't mentioned much of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. We get to step up our game. Yeah, we do. She's terrible. She's uh, not going to go anywhere, probably, but she's terrible. I, I mean, shouldn't the Democrats be using her as just like, look, you know, she's someone that you can campaign against, like nationally. She's so like out there, mm-hmm. um, kind of like what the what the Republicans do against AOC, where it's like she was like a freshman woman in Congress, but yet nationally she's so well known because of the way. Republicans use her. I think Democrats should do the same stuff about how harmful she they is. That you actually have you actually anything. have a, you actually have a woman who thinks shootings are fake in Congress. It's disgusting. They don't do anything that they should do. The Democrats don't know how to message. That is one of their or problems. Govern. Or govern. I mean, they've got the majority and they're still fighting about this. But anyways, um, they're still That's like for next week. Ugh. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Um, Jeff. Thank you for coming on the pod. Guys, Jeff is a, a filmmaker. He made the documentary Hungry. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now. It isn't. Yeah, it? I did Tasteless, which gets into cancel culture. That's on Amazon and Apple. And check out our sketch, Game, yes. Game, GameStop. I tweeted it. A- Amanda's in it, and it's it's a lot of fun, and it, 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 it gives you an inside look at the board, the board meeting. Yeah. Not really, but. Okay, well, until next time, Jason. As always, uh, follow us on all the socials, Eat the Press, and... Uh, rate us on iTunes uh, give us a five star review and as always our music is composed by Kevin Kevin McLeod Mm -hmm. until next time